on today's very special 25th episode of the Be Encouraged Today podcast. Our topic is do what you love. And I have two very special guests that are going to share what they love to do that will help you be inspired, be productive, be fulfilled, be encouraged today. Let's get started. Welcome to the Be Encouraged Today podcast. Hi, my name is Amber Davis, a former workaholic who discovered enjoyable productivity so that I could begin to fulfill the plans that God has for me. And I truly want you to fulfill God's plans in your life too. Each Thursday, I will share productivity tips to fulfill God's plans for your life. Myself, along with some guests, will also share real life experiences so that you can be inspired, be productive, be fulfilled, be encouraged today. With Valentine's Day just around the corner, I wanted to encourage you to do what you love. So what is it that you love to do? Well, that's what I want to talk about today. For me, it is when my family and I, we are all together in one room with no media on, and we are just laughing, mostly because of my husband, because he's very funny. And we're sitting around telling stories and jokes together and just having a great time. I just absolutely love doing that. I also love writing in my journal. It really relaxes me. After my Bible time every single morning, well, almost every morning, you can find me in my chair, by my window, in my bedroom, typing away on my journal, just typing entry after entry as I sip on my hot tea. I really enjoy doing that. I also love, surprisingly, to actually kick the soccer ball around with our Aussie Doodle Tucks outside. We just go outside and blow off some steam and I kick the soccer ball around with him and he catches it and runs and plays and we just have a great time. It is most certainly his favorite thing to do. As a Christian, we should love to pray. Now, praying takes on many forms for Christians, right? You know, we pray before meals, which is important that we give thanks to God for the things that He provides for us. Sometimes we're asked to pray in group settings, and I have heard this from many different people that it stresses them out sometimes when they're asked to pray in front of a group setting because it's intimidating and it feels like they're on stage or something. But for all of us Christians, we should not view prayer as some kind of chore or some kind of speech that's intimidating to us. We should instead see prayer as something that we love to do. Recently, I asked one of my dear friends, Emily Mercer, who this year is becoming a Bible counselor, about her love for prayer. And she really sums it up so well. Take a listen. Hey, Amber, this is Emily, and I'm just honored that you would ask me to speak about the thing that I love to do on your podcast. And, um, even more especially honored that you would think of me when it comes in terms of prayer. And I do. I love to pray. Um, I really like to think of it more as just connecting with God. Uh, when I start to think about praying, it, it becomes a little bit heavy to me because I feel like maybe that is something that I have to do. But just connecting with God has just become part of my everyday life and what I do all day, every day. But as far as practical ways that I've made it part of my life, Honestly, I try to avoid telling people 
practical ways to become a prayer because it just feels like a to-do list or something that you have to achieve to get the answers to your prayers. And that's not at all what God wants. Um, He is so loving and so kind. He just wants a relationship with us. So I can just tell you a little bit of my story that might be helpful. I've always had this connection to God and I've always thought about him as a loving heavenly father. So I was raised that way gratefully. And just even as a little girl can remember talking to him in bed before um, I would go to sleep. And then as I've grown up, I've read a lot of books by different people that talk about how to pray and what they pray. And again, those things become a stumbling block to me because I try to achieve them. I try to do them like, you know, I will do 15 minutes of prayer in the morning or I'll keep a prayer journal to keep up with, you know, who I'm praying for and what I'm praying about. And I'll write scriptures out for people that I'm praying specifically for. And what I've found is that those things are all good. There's nothing inherently wrong with that. It it is a disciplined form of spiritual things, but it becomes more of a weight to me. So what I just do, I've taken bits and pieces from all of those things and I've done them for seasons in my life. And really my whole prayer life, quote unquote, is just connected with God really as often as I can throughout the day, through normal everyday life. So um, that's what I would say. And I just appreciate again you asking me to contribute to this podcast. And I hope that other people are inspired by this, that they understand that praying is different for everybody and that really God just wants a relationship with his lovely children. He adores all of us and just wants to know us more and for us to know that he wants that relationship with him. Thanks. I love what Emily says about trying different approaches. Throughout different seasons of her life, she tried different ways of praying. It's so encouraging because you don't have to do it the same way every time. So when it comes to those things in our life, how do we do what we love? Well, one way to do what we love is to do what Emily did. Keep what you love fresh. Bring variety into the things that you love to do. Just like what Emily said, as she went through different seasons in her life, she changed how she prayed just a little. She did not overhaul her whole prayer life, but she kept it fresh by weaving in different approaches along the way. This way, she never got in a rut, but she always remained consistent. Keeping what you love to do fresh helps us continue to do it, and we keep loving it even more. As Christians, we love to pray, but we also love to do other things like hobbies and and just different things. I don't know what you do as a hobby. I mean, for me, I did as a hobby as I wrote. I wrote in journals for years, and then I, I wrote little short stories or poems or things like that. And then I actually turned that love for writing into a book. And I published a book. And so sometimes we turn our hobbies into a business. So how does that happen? Well, Van Hickman, comedian turned announcer turned voiceover artist, is a great example of someone that transitioned a thing that he loved into doing it as a business. Take a listen. Hey, Amber, it's Van Hickman. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on your Be Encouraged podcast. Uh, You are certainly an encouragement to me and and I'm sure to a lot of other people as well. 
You asked us about what we love to do, why we love to do it, uh, and practical ways that we we get it done. Uh, well, what I do is voiceover work. Uh, there, there's a challenge to it. It's kind of like bowling for me. I, I'm not competing with anyone while I'm doing it. It's just me doing the thing. Uh, it's up to me to do it right to be successful. Uh, you know, nobody is trying to outrun me or tackle me or block the shot. Uh, the only one that can stand in my way is myself, uh, which is probably lesson number one. Get out of your own way and just do the thing it is that you're called to do. For voiceover, my clients need a certain sound. Uh, If they're selling something, they need my voice to convey the message to their customer uh, that this is the thing they've been needing to buy their whole life. And now they found it. But if my voice is boring, nobody gets excited about the product being sold and the the clients just can't be successful that way. So I have to bring my A game. That's, That's kind of the challenge for me marketing to get those clients, that's probably a topic for a totally different podcast one day. The way I got into voiceover work, though, it, it's pretty funny, literally. Uh, I got into stand-up comedy about eight years ago and fell in love with making audiences laugh. Being on stage with a microphone in my hand and, and people laughing at me on purpose, that was a huge rush. After a while, a comedy friend of mine uh, told me about a kickboxing event uh, that needed a new ring announcer. So I auditioned for that and got the job, even though I had no clue what I was doing at the time. Uh, again, I, I didn't get in my own way. Uh, an opportunity came up. I just said, yes, let's go for it. Hopefully I used wisdom in that. <laughs> it, I think it worked out. But the, the thing about that was that, again, I got to use my voice and a microphone to get an audience hyped up for the event. So there's kind of that theme there with me holding a microphone and talking. Eventually, I, I looked for other ways to use my voice and voiceover came up. So how do I make time in practical ways to actually do the voiceover work? Uh, well, for me, it certainly helps to communicate with my wife what's going on. Uh, you know, I talk to her about the time that I need to record or time that I need to do uh, to spend uh, doing marketing. So if there's no recording to be done, I still have time slotted out each night to do marketing. If, if nothing else, I will try to get new clients. Another practical thing I think anybody can probably do, even if you don't have a spouse to uh, communicate with, is plan your meals in advance. So we do a fair amount of meal prep every Sunday, uh, and that can't get us through the whole week uh, because I, I really don't like eating chicken that was grilled on Sunday by the time Friday comes around. That's, it starts to get a, a little icky, so uh, I, you know, I have to cook a little bit more during the week, but it certainly helps that we don't have to cook a full meal every night. So less time cooking, less time cleaning, and more time to be in the recording booth. Another thing, I also canceled Netflix. Ouch. (laughs) So uh, that one bothered me at first, but it had to be done, and I am grateful that I did it. Uh, So maybe that's another lesson. Cancel things that aren't productive. And also, I, I don't spend time trying to do something that doesn't fit. I do voiceovers. But my clients are primarily in the southern United States. I don't waste time trying to convince people in Boston to hire me. I don't fit in Boston, and I recognize I fit very well in the South, and that's where I'm generally focused. I hope that provides some practical ways for people to be encouraged and follow through on what it is that God has called them to do as well. Thanks. You can tell that Van is a gifted speaker. He's a friend of mine. Him and his wife are the most genuine, kind people. But even more important than his amazing voice is what he said. First, did you notice that Van's journey from comedian to voiceover artist was not a forced one? Doors opened for him, and he tried some new avenues, 
doing what he loved to do. And over time, not overnight, but over time, he discovered his love for doing voiceovers. So along with keeping it fresh, we need to, over time, grow what you love to do. Grow what you love to do. Over time, this will happen. Whatever you water, right? If you're going to water a plant, it's going to grow. Whatever you spend time doing, it's going to get better over time, especially if you're gifted at something. Maybe you would like to play the guitar, but you pick up a guitar and you're really not very good at it. No matter how much you practice and how much we practice, you're not that great at playing the guitar. Well, that may be a sign that, you know, maybe I should put down the guitar. Maybe this is not something that I should do. But if you have a talent in an area and you love doing it and you continue to do it over and over again, over time, you are going to get better and better and you're actually going to be even more in love with what you're doing. Do what you love on a regular basis. And when opportunity then knocks, pray, of course, first pray, because sometimes opportunity knocks and it's not the door that you should open. I was thinking about a time when I was in business and I was actually, my husband and I had decided that I was going to leave my career, come home, homeschool, help him with ministry and write. And we had made that decision. We had prayed about it. We knew it was the right thing to do. The day that I left the company that I was working for, I got the phone call for my dream job. One of the positions that I always wanted is to be the head of a training department, to be able to hire my own people and to be my in charge of my own instructional design. It was literally my dream job. But because I had already made the determination with my husband and we had already prayed about it, we both knew that it was the right thing to do for me to step away from that career and even not go into that new job. Now, years later, as we look back, we actually thank God that we did not do that because it would have taken our life in a completely different direction. And so just because opportunity knocks doesn't necessarily mean that you open the door. But if you pray and you develop the gifts and talents that you have by over time growing them and you cover that in prayer, then when the right opportunity knocks, then you know that it is a new way that you can do what you love. God loves us so much and he will open doors for you to use your gifts in a way that you are going to love. Van also shared something else. He shared that it is important to what I call honor your uniqueness. Honor your uniqueness. I love what Van shared about how he knows what market he fits and what market he does not fit in. He is completely okay that his talent It doesn't fit everywhere. It's not for everyone. God made us all unique, and he gives us a unique love for what he has called each one of us to do. You will honor God when you honor your unique way that you do what you love. So let's recap. How do we do what we love? Remember to keep what you love fresh over time, grow what you love to do and honor your uniqueness so that you can continue to do what you love. 
doing what we love is made easier when we create what I call enjoyable productivity in our lives. I love helping Christians spend time doing what they love with the people that they love, including their relationship with God. And one way that I do this is through an approach I call make your all small. Let me explain. Working from home, schooling from home, living from home. Does your office and home feel like one big giant project all at the same time? At the end of the day, do you wish you had more peace and time for more important things in your life, like your relationship with God and your family? But all of those home and office projects, chores and tasks just keep talking to you? What if I told you that there is a way that your home and office chores, tasks, and projects could be managed in a way that gives you more time for the things and the people that you love? Well, enter the Make Your All Small Get Organized mini course. Oh my goodness. So what is that? Well, it is an online four-week mini course stocked full of my professional tips like how to create white space at the bottom of your email inboxes, conquer cabinet organization in a matter of minutes, create filing systems that buy back office space and time, and so much more. This course is stocked full of downloadable tools like my name the day display cards that help you remember what to focus on, including script that bring peace in your place. This course is only offered at certain times of the year and my email subscribers are the first to know the dates. So how do you get on my email list so that you'll know when the make your all small get organized mini course is offered? Well, it is easy and it also comes with my free number one productivity tip download. Let me explain. you are in your Christian life, if you're anything like me, you want to fulfill God's plans that he has for you. And I want to be able to help you with my number one productivity tip. It's called Review Preview. And I created a whole guide around this. I call it the Review Preview Meet With Yourself Guide to Fulfill God's Plans for Your Life. This productivity guide gives you a three-step approach on how to meet with yourself every single week so you can create what I call enjoyable productivity in your life. So go to my website at BeEncouragedToday.com. That's BeEncouragedToday.com to download my guide, which includes a three-step checklist and an inspirational scripture list. And get ready to be encouraged today. I am so honored to have shared with you today. You are not alone. Please do not forget that. I believe in you and the plans God has for you. Let's learn how to have enjoyable productivity so that we can all be inspired, be productive, be fulfilled, be encouraged today.